Spoiler alert, this week's episode is about the European Union. Frequent listeners will know how much I truly enjoy the European Union, how I find their decisions to be so fair, so just, so completely appropriate, and sarcasm. All kidding aside, I have dedicated a few podcasts this year to the European Union, but I haven't gone deep. I haven't really looked at the entire European Union from a financial perspective, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. So this week, the EU equals FU. I'm Joey Lombardi, and this is SourceCast episode 134. I'm a little late recording this episode of SourceCast. I originally wrote this episode about a month ago, and at that time, the European Union was all over the news because of a record $5 billion fine against Google over the Android operating system. Here's a little refresher. According to an article from Business Insider, written by Isabel Asher Hamilton on October 10th, the European Union levied a $5 billion fine against Google, and Google was appealing it. The EU fined Google on antitrust grounds for, quote, abusing the dominance of its Android operating system. Google, of course, said that rather than reducing customer choice, Android increased it. The European Union's fine came with a stipulation that Google had to cease the trade practices the EU identified as anti-competitive, such as requiring mobile device manufacturers to pre-install Google's browser and the search apps for access to the Play Store. And they had to do that within 90 days or face an additional penalty of 5% of Alphabet's daily revenue, Alphabet being Google's parent company. From the Google side, not only are they appealing the $5 billion EU antitrust fine for Android, they were also appealing a previous $2.7 billion antitrust fine, which the EU imposed upon them because Google was promoting their own shopping service, and we did do an episode about that. But for all of the EU's efforts, and I'm going to use efforts in air quotes because full transparency My opinion is the European Union knows that these fines will do nothing to really impact Google's dominance with their app store or impacting any search results. These fines are for show. These fines are to increase their coffers. And my opinion is due to articles like from CNBC.com from October 21st by Gillian D'Onofro stating, here's why the EU's antitrust ruling will unlikely erode its dominance in Chrome and search. And I quote, Still, Android, which Google gives away for free, has 74% market share in Europe. In July, the EU antitrust regulators ruled that Google was using its dominance to push consumers towards its own search engine and other services, where it makes money and weakening rival app makers in the process. The EU ordered Google to unbundle its Chrome browser and search app from the Play Store, which consumers use to download other apps. Google announced its plan to satisfy regulators it will now separate licenses for Chrome and search apps. It will also have to separate licenses for its suite of other apps, including the Play Store, Gmail, YouTube, Maps, and more. Phone makers can now license and pre-install that app suite without also licensing and pre-installing Chrome or Search. However, Google says that including Search and Chrome with its other apps funded its development of Android. So to offset that lost revenue, it has to introduce a new licensing fee. Now, if a device maker wants to install the Play Store and the rest of the app suite on any phones in the European economic area, 
it will have to pay. And this opens up another potential problem. Third-party app stores, they're not as secure as the regulated app stores of Google, of Amazon, and of Apple. There's also the potential problem that certain applications cannot be found on certain app stores, so consumers may have to install multiple app stores to find the applications that they so desire. And I am not saying that doesn't happen today. Those people who are on the Amazon infrastructure have to sideload a variety of different app stores to get standard applications in the Amazon environment. But Apple and Google are also guilty of restricting apps that they may have potential problems with that are no security threats. So savvy consumers are already dealing with this, but this is going to impact a wider, more diverse group of users who may not be potentially technology savvy, and that creates an opportunity for malicious software. And to be frank, that echoes comments that I made in the California episode of SourceCast, episode 131, where I said that lawmakers need to be better educated on the rules that they are making about technology, and if they don't understand, they either need to get educated or get out of the way. And that is for both pro-technology and anti-technology reasons. Technology is fundamentally changing the world. And if lawmakers and politicians can't educate themselves and don't understand the fundamental changes that are happening on a social level because of technology, well, voters, you need to get those people out of office. These rules and regulations that Europe is instituting against Google, it is very similar to what China has done in their own country. Each smartphone company that is an Apple runs some version of Android, and there are over 400 app stores in China. Of those 400, 10 capture most of the country's market share, and that includes Tencent, 360 Mobile Assistant, and Badu's Mobile Assistant. Google's App Store is in the top 10, but it has to be downloaded through a VPN service, and it only makes up about 3% of the total user population's usage. Badu's Mobile Assistant, for example, offers to display apps prominently in its search results, so they get advertising to lift and promote certain applications to the front because, again, most people don't pay for apps. So now you are fundamentally influencing consumers based on advertising, which people seem to have a problem with here in the States because of things like Facebook. Although it does happen, it's just happening more and more aggressively in China. I want to get back to a comment I made earlier in the podcast about the European Union funding themselves via fines, potentially, and also that the EU has been targeting American companies much more aggressively than their own European companies. So let's go through a little list. Let's start to develop a trend here. The good people at CNN put together a list of the major fines that the European Union has levied against American companies since 2004. This article was written by Ivana Katasova. Microsoft was fined $578 million for breaking antitrust laws for its Windows media player. In 2006, Microsoft was fined an additional $326 million for not complying with the 2004 decision. In 2008, Microsoft was fined $1 billion for not complying with the 2004 decision. The fine was later reduced to 860 million euros. In December of 2009, Microsoft was ordered by the commission to allow Windows users and computer manufacturers to turn off Internet Explorer and use other browsers. In 2009, Intel was fined $1.2 billion for abusing its dominant position by paying computer makers to delay or even cancel releases of products that contain chips made by rival AMD. In December of 2012, the commission fined Philips, LG Electronics, Panasonic, and other companies for a total of $1.7 billion for running two cartels. In March of 2013, Microsoft was fined $653 million for not complying with the 2009 Internet Explorer ruling. In August of 2016, 
The EU orders Ireland to recover up to $14.6 billion in unpaid taxes from Apple. In May of 2017, Facebook is fined $122 million for misleading European officials about its takeover of messaging service WhatsApp. In June of 2017, Google is fined a record $2.7 billion for using its search engine to steer internet users towards its own shopping platform. In October of 2017, the EU ordered Amazon to pay unpaid taxes of $293 million after finding that it benefited from an illegal arrangement with Luxembourg. In January of this year, the EU fined Qualcomm $1.2 billion for paying billions of dollars to Apple not to use chips made by competitors. In May of 2018, Europe's data protection law, the GDPR, comes into effect, setting up new strict laws for how companies handle personal data. And then in July of this year, the $5 billion Android fine against Google. So according to NBCNews.com, Google has been hit with the two biggest fines so far. And to my earlier point, why are they always targeting U.S. companies? But to be fair, according to this NBC News article, Daimler, which is a German company, was fined $1 billion in 2016. Scania, which is a Swedish company, was fined $881 million in 2017. And St. Gobain, which is a French company, was fined $880 million in 2008. So what about my other point? Is the EU leveraging these fines to help subsidize the existence of the EU and their operations? Well, that's complicated. According to the EU's website, and this information was collected by MarketWatch.com, and I quote, Fines, when collected, are used to offset transfers from member states. So in the end, each member state would pay proportionally less in whatever year that Google or another fined company pays up. The EU, under its budget rules, doesn't book revenue from a fine as long as there is the possibility that the ruling could be overturned. The EU levied 38 individual fines totaling $364 million on companies for breaching competitive law in 2015. Uncontested fines from 2015, along with penalties collected from earlier cases that were upheld, provided 1.4 billion euros in revenue in 2015, according to the European Commission. Let's take a look at the top 10, what they're paying, and how these Google fines stack up against what other countries pay. So Germany contributed 24.3 billion euros, France, 19 billion, the UK, 18.2 billion. I guess they're not paying that next year. Italy paid in 14.2 billion, Spain, 18.8 billion. The Netherlands, 5.8 billion. Poland, 3.7 billion. Belgium, 3.7 billion. Sweden, 3.5 billion. Austria, 2.5 billion. And then we hit Google at 2.4 billion. And if you add the $5 billion fine that they added onto it, which is 7.5, that puts them right above the Netherlands and below Spain and squarely puts them in the top 10. So with that information, you can make your own thoughts and opinions about whether or not the European Union is using their position their laws to make it harder for U.S. companies to operate in Europe. Frankly, I think that they are. And I also think this ties into Europe's complete lack of ability to get into the technology field. There are a handful of technology companies in Europe, SAP, for instance, in Germany, Microfocus in the U.K. But as a whole, Europe is powered on U.S. technology, Microsoft, Apple, and Google. And that leads me to ask the question, why can't Europe create tech giants like the U.S. and China? To level set between the three groups, let's talk about valuation. According to GP Bullhound, among the tech firms founded since 2000, European companies lag far behind in valuation terms. From a regional perspective, Europe, its current valuation is $240 billion, and that's 17% globally. Asia, which is mostly powered by China, 
is $657 billion, and that's 35%. The U.S.'s valuation right now is almost $1.4 trillion and 48%. But why is Europe so far behind? According to an article from Quartz.com by John Dextry from July 5th, 2018, and I quote, One of the biggest reasons Europe lags behind the rest of the world is funding, and in particular, the size of the funding rounds. Raising large amounts of money allows young companies to quickly put together all the pieces of a business that they need to keep their momentum. The biggest Asian and tech firms created since 2000 raised an average of about $7.3 billion, while the European equivalent was $1.6 billion. Without an increase in mega rounds, Europe will never catch up with its American and Asian competitors. To further this thought, I found an article from Bloomberg.com by Jeremy Kahn asking the question, why can't Europe do tech? This article reminds us that at one point, Europe did have major technology companies like Nokia and Ericsson. But today, Europe doesn't have anything remotely comparable to Apple, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, or Facebook, or for that matter, Alibaba or Tencent. The Bloomberg article says that Europe's hottest tech businesses are Spotify, which is worth $34 billion, and the only one that's in nine figures, as I mentioned earlier, was SAP, which the article calls the world's most boring business software. Ouch. Is that nice, Bloomberg? There are several European companies that are trying to transform themselves from an e-commerce website or a technology company into a platform, like an Amazon. But, and I quote, they're having trouble navigating the cultural and legal barriers that persist across the Eurozone, despite the common currency. A European engineer, Eric Bowman, stated that compared with Silicon Valley, we need more people to do things here. What he's saying is overhead. There's more overhead because of all the different languages and payment methods. And that complexity of doing business in an inter-country European configuration, that's why Europe's consumer tech companies often wind up, as the article says, MVPs of the minor leagues. The kind of companies that can be created in China and the US are still very hard to create in Europe because you can be the number one company in Germany, but people in France will never have heard of you. It is because of these factors. It is because Europe is splintered and it's hard for them to get traction from a multi-country perspective. It's because of these reasons that I do truly think that the European Union acts aggressively, considerably more aggressively against U.S. tech companies than their own European firms. It's because they can't figure out how to make business easier for their own members. So the only thing they can do is make it harder for foreign competitors who are gaining traction and to try to slow them down. Almost every article that I read about the Google Finds basically called the fines peanuts. They said that they will not hurt Google. But it is concerning to me that the European Union can mobilize. They can organize. They can find a company like Google. They can find companies like Microsoft. But they can't figure out a way to better promote and organize and facilitate development and growth within their own countries. They are being infused with billions of dollars that they are finding. And I'm not seeing any of that money go back into the companies or the infrastructure to make European software and technology companies more successful. And this has been my major gripe since the first time I read about those Google finds last year. Making it hard to do business in a country in the long run is never going to benefit the country or series of countries. And ultimately, the people of Europe are going to be the ones that suffer. And that's all we have for this week. You can find Swordscast on iTunes, Google Music, and all of your favorite podcasting applications. Sourcecast is recorded in Bucolic, Mandela, New Jersey. 
and it's produced by my dad. The outro is performed by me, Ben Lombardi, and music is provided by Patrick Lee. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.